In the week where Boris Johnson announced new restrictions, we got some big news. Good Friday podcast. Oh, I fucking hate these two, don't you? Yeah, but that Irish one's a bit of all right, isn't he? Yeah, I'll let him do whatever he wanted to me. It's Friday. <laughs> it's good. It's the Good Friday podcast! Oh, I'm literally never, ever giving you reins of the podcast. I'm ever back again. in control. Yeah, and, and we get shit about you being the, the more attractive one on the podcast. I mean, when we shoot a calendar, there's going to be 12 months of me. Yeah, a big thank you to Gogglebox and Channel 4. There for <laughs> <laughs> were you in contact with them and they sent this over to you and were oh, like, oh, oh. <laughs> yes, air quotation marks. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm not impressed. I'm upset now. Episode 15, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. We can't, we were just saying this. We can't fucking believe we've been doing this now for That's what, not what we months. were saying. That's not what we were saying. Yeah, I, we, were I talking said, about, we were talking. Go on. I said that I've wasted roughly around 30 hours of my life here, which for me is probably just like, I mean, substandard work week. And I mean, I fucking love work. I'm gay for. Oh, that's, God, we can't keep saying we're gay. Stop saying that. <laughs> Oh fuck! This is already off to a bad, oh, bad start. What we were saying is, we wanted to say thank you to you, lovely, lovely listeners, for sticking with us for fifteen episodes. Jesus Christ Almighty! You must have nothing going on in your lives. Uh, <laughs> you must have been here during lockdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, nothing is going on in anyone's lives. Just all our jelly bean winners and stuff. You will be receiving them within the next few days because I've managed to actually send them on. And they are not jelly beans. Oh yeah, they're not jelly beans. What you're getting is a box of, uh, do you know the jelly snakes? The big long jelly snakes. Mm -hmm. The full box of that, which is like 30 of them in it. That's which what you'll costs, be getting. Which costs about a tenner. I just, I don't, I don't understand so like your four thinking five, sometimes. But look, listen, it's an investment. It's an investment. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Off your fuck. It is an investment. It is. Not that we're ever going to make money out of this. So the fact like, you actually want to keep your friends, so you're just giving them free, I don't even know what yeah, they're exactly, called, jelly yeah, snakes. Yeah. I gave two of my mates a pack of jelly beans, like the actual jelly beans. Yeah. They cost a quid from the corner shop. I'm not saying who's See the how real much winner. more of a better friend than I am. No, <laughs> Andy, <laughs> Andy Healy and Connor Buckley be friends with me all together. <laughs> but, uh, no, so we're here with episode 15 and we know the elephant in the room, no pun intended, is <laughs> the guest that we have. And we finally, finally have not a... Sure how. Not sure, not how, sure how, not sure how, but we've finally got a porn star on the podcast. That's why I meant elephant in the room. That's why it was a good pun. See, see, yeah. I'm a genius. So the podcast will have its first guest. It will be Irish adult film legend, John Magnum. Yes, you heard me right. John Magnum, the legend in the flesh will be right here in this studio later on in the episode and we will have that interview. We'll bring it to you. So sit back, relax and really, remember when I said in the first episode, put seatbelts on your ears. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> 14 episodes later, that's finally true. Put seatbelts on your fucking ears. Oh, it's so a roller coaster of emotions coming up. So we look forward to talking to John a bit later on. Um, we wanted to say... At the, the topic this week as well, our first topic, 
we will give out jelly beans and everything for this as well, but we want everybody to send it in because it is shit you wish you said to teachers. That's what we said. So everybody in their school days and stuff like that would have had something that they wish they had said to a teacher, whether it was a good thing, a bad thing, or just something you wish you had said for the crack or something you'd wish you'd done in school for the crack just to see what would have happened. Um, I remember like Tommy Tiernan, the Irish comedian, saying something like, <laughs> he, did, he did a bit in his stand-up routine where it was like uh, stuff you'd lo- love to have said to teachers and it was like, Tommy Tiernan, take that smile off your face. Why, sir, does it not suit me? <laughs> 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 because, Tommy Tiernan would you like to share the joke with the rest of the class I'd love to just <laughs> <laughs> get up and do that stuff but um, this was inspired by and we're not a big fan of shouting out to other podcasts but um, this was inspired by an episode of the laughs of your life uh, podcast which is presented by uh, Darren Garrahy and um, what you recall it was an interview that she did with PJ Gallagher who was an Irish comedian and Darren does this kind of thing where it was like a kind of a different version of Desert Island Discs where mm-hmm. it was like she talks about your first memory of laughter, uh, your first time being laughed at and all this thing. But the big thing that was at the end of it was uh, a time where you got the last laugh and PJ Gallagher went on this monumentally epic rant about how he what kind of wanted to say it to his teachers from school. And I was just it just inspired this topic for me. So it was basically him going around saying, um, <laughs> he turned around, he wanted me, one of the quotes in it was, um, you cared about six fucking kids at the top of the class and the rest was weren't even left to hold balls properly. You shower of fucking cunts <laughs> and everyone here can kiss my melanie shaped hole. That's what it was. And I just thought, it was, I'm not even doing the rant justice by saying it like that. Go listen to the episode. It's about 41 minutes in, I think it is, on that episode of, of Darren's podcast. So go and listen to it because it's fucking class. I feel like I'm cheating on our own podcast if I listen to someone else's podcast. Oh, no, I do it the whole time. Do you actually listen to other people's podcasts? Yeah. Oh, shit, I don't even listen to our own podcast, let alone listen to it, you know. You, yeah, you know, you told me that you don't listen to this back. Yeah, but why would you listen to your own voice back? Because I need to make sure that I didn't say anything that was too... But are you not all here with it at the moment? We should probably get you a doctor's fit note. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's an out-of-body experience. <laughs> That's the way I always look at A lot things. of people, when they're locked in a room with me for a little while, get an out-of-body experience. Yeah, Do you know what I'm talking about? Meta, there's a whole, there's a helpline <laughs> number there at the end. <laughs> Call the Samaritans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this, as I said, inspired us to think of what shit would we wish that we would have done with teachers uh, or in school in general and stuff like that when we were in school. So, Jack, just to oh, remind I just everybody. Knew you'd say it to me. No, no, but yeah, no, this thing, right? Just to remind us, you went to a drama school. Oh, yeah. So, that, my yeah. last experience was a boarding drama school. A boarding drama yeah, school. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was at uh, Poche. Um, yeah. And, um, oh, gosh, it was much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was. It was um, I'm actually not going to give away the name because I think she'll probably end up getting sued. You know, before I went yeah, to that school. Na- we would have to do I'm this in a way. Yeah, we're yeah. not naming any teachers and yeah, we're not yeah. naming the schools. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's a nice way to go about it. But basically, Just for the lawyers. Like, let me tell yeah. you, before I actually started that school, I already had them. So it, it was an audition process to get into the school. Yeah. I auditioned and I got in and I was like, oh shit, this is great. And I spoke to my dad. My dad was like, do you want to go? Is this not... My, my dad was kind of like is this not enough of a confidence boost to kind of like stick at drama on the side yeah, yeah, and do yeah. this with other stuff? And I was like, no, I want to go here and train full time. And I actually was doing YouTube at the time because, you know, I'm a fucking like 
12 year old prepubescent child. What would it get to it? What do you wish you would have done? I know, no, no. I made a video about this school and was like, oh my God, I can't believe I've accepted this is the name of the school. This is how it's like. This is the experience. The school saw the email. You did your Oscar acceptance speech. Uh, yeah, but, but the school saw the saw the video and like apparently I swear in it and say some weird shit. Apparently I like say come and apparently kids were watching the video that were like actually 12, not me pretending to be. Ooh. And um, the school was like, he's going to need to take that video down because I shit myself and really wanted to go to the school. I actually deleted my whole YouTube channel. I had like 3,000 subscribers. I was gassed. Like, I mean, I was Mr. Big Balls. Jeez. But oh, yeah, I, I, that fucking ruined me. So anyway, okay, let's, I'm just going to... So you wish you left it up and said... I, like, no, I just wish I just wasn't such a fucking mug, mate. That's what I <laughs> wish I was. Um, so yeah, anyway, I, I basically fucked myself before I even got there. That school yeah. was pretty chilled out. I don't have any... like Me and you talking about this kind of stuff, I don't feel like I have many moments when I when you kind of told me the topic I always thought that what you were after was something like you know teachers saying you're not going to do well and then all of a sudden you're yeah, like hey fuck you I've done well I didn't really have those moments I didn't have many teachers being part like part of us but go on I, I, I had more like moments of um I guess uh, me as a student, I was like, Mama, I had some teachers that like loved me and like, because I don't know why, mm. but then like, I also had teachers that fucking detested me and I detested <laughs> some teachers. Like, fuck it. Like some teachers Everybody try does make my yeah. life yeah. hell. I swear on my fucking life. Having worked as a teacher, I can tell you that that's genuinely true. Like, maybe just of me, I don't know. But in general, it seems to be the case that there is just certain students that you like and certain students that you just don't. And there's a m large section of students in the class that you genuinely don't have any feelings about. I'd be concerned if you did have feelings for kids. Like that's no, no, no. You, you know what I mean. Like you don't, oh, yeah. you couldn't give, yeah, you don't yeah. really hate them. You don't really like them, or whatever the story is. You just they're there. It's gonna be making some calls to the police later. <laughs> Go on, tell me. Right. So before you went to drama, where were you? A Catholic school. Catholic school. Now, <laughs> is there anything? Is there anything there? What you call it? There must be something that you wish you'd said to some teacher, or some teacher said to you, or something like that. That's what I'm trying to say to you. There isn't. I was, lo I literally was loved. The teacher that loved me the most was the drama teacher. Yeah, because I was, and I'm sure you're going to get this as well. Because I'm going to take this topic out of your hands in a second. Go on. Oh, fuck off, I, I, <laughs> I, mate. I, I, the only thing that I, I hated, yeah, was I used to get fucking. Um, What's the word? We get cast all the time as the same thing. Typecast. That's the yeah. word. Good on you. You're good at drama. Yeah, you'd swear I'd it wasn't my living at all. Go on. <laughs> but I was a little fat kid, so I used to always get cast. So I was cast as Fat Sam in Bugsy Malone. Yeah. I was cast as, uh, I think, was it Emperor C Julius Caesar in, in Julius Caesar in Shakespeare? I don't know. Is is he in that? Is he meant to be fat? But I was cast as a fat guy in that. I'm going to say yes, but I'm willing to be corrected. I was I'm also cast sure. as like some fat king in fucking Twelfth Night I, like mm. I just got cast in a lot of stuff for just being the fat kid so you regret that you, you wish you turned around and said stop casting me as a fat person yeah I, I, <laughs> I wish you actually saw my pure acting ability and was like hey you're basically describing my entire career to be honest with you. <laughs> stop casting me as the fat person and give me something <laughs> decent that's what, I, that's what I'm at at the moment uh, so I'm going to take it out of your hands for a second right so I went to again. It's a, it was a Catholic school, but it was a, like it was the local secondary school, we we'll say in the area. I feel like every school in Ireland's Catholic school. No, not all of them. Okay, no, not all of them. It's a stereotype. Um, there's a lot of non-denominational ones now, and there is Sorry? a few prods, prod ones. Um, Up the prods. <laughs> but um, no, I, I do have a few that I wish. Like there was just some teachers that, like in fairness, brought their home life in. And just like I, I, it felt like they were bringing their home life in, and we'd say, and just like stick. You Are you blaming the no, shit no, no, teachers no, 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 give no, no, you no, on no. teachers? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that it felt like sometimes they were sticking the boot in, even if it wasn't intentional that they're sticking the boot in. Like, 
in fairness, we had this punishment in the school called a red folder. Ooh. And what it was was that your name would go in, like you you would name go on a piece of paper and go into a red folder up in the principal's office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And you had to bring it home then and watch because your parents had to be called and, and signed in and everything like that. I genuinely have a friend and he's getting the jelly beans this week, uh, George Fenley, and he's finally getting the jelly beans because he got a red folder for farting. I swear to God, <laughs> this is like, let me just give you the hierarchy of this, right? It would start with like, obviously like a verbal warning. Then it would yeah, be yeah. a written note yeah. back to your parents that you'd have to get them to sign in the in your like little journal kind of thing yeah, to be yeah, home yeah. like, you know. And the next thing above that then was the red folder. So this was a pretty serious thing like, you know, and he got it for farting. I think I want him to clarify this story, but I think it was that he farted and it fucking smelled bad and he apologized and nobody said anything and then farted again and it was worse. <laughs> and then he got sent up to the office for a red. F- and I think it was in an exam as well. I think that he did it. And everyone was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I, think. But I want him to clarify that story. I want him to clarify that story. But he is. He's getting the jelly beans for that. Just so it's a kind of a little sweetener that he doesn't a sweetener kick the shit out of me or anything but, um, so that was one thing about it I've also got what should we call it I've known Jesus Christ I have a friend of mine who um, no 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 sorry not, I won't tell that story but there was actually there was a lad oh well, that's just not there, fair there was a lad in my class who uh, what should we call it took about four days off school I then turned him with a note to the teacher to say that he had a pain in his big toe and that that's why he was off. And the teacher looked at him and said, just sit down, will you? Looked at him and like, if he could give him a dunce hack there and then he would have. Uh, but we had some great teachers and I can't name him and I wish I would name him. But, um, just make up names. No, I, I won't even do that. But like, what's it called? Uh, there's... We had this thing on a Friday evening. Like there was a detention, obviously lunchtime detentions. Yeah. We also used to have the thing which was a Friday evening detention, which went that um, from you stayed behind school on a Friday evening for an hour mm. and uh, sat in the classroom basically in a detention. So everyone was gone home and everything like that, and you were still stuck in the school for an hour. Right now, in this detention, this is the story that went around that. Um, this yeah, this there was this lad right, and he obviously there were mis- some people were being noisy or misbehaving or something like that, so we were told to stand up. So after a few minutes, he was, he was standing up. And then he was told, no 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 no, I'm sitting down, I'm sitting down, I'm not coming in, I'm not doing it, no sir, no 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 no, I'll bring my father in here, I I'll faint, I'm faint, I'll faint if I stand up. I I'm bringing my father in here to give out to you, and I swear to God, without a without a shadow of a doubt, the way the story goes is that the teacher went down, squatted down, looked him straight in the eyes as he sat down, and went, bring him in, so. <laughs> like, I will fight your father like, you know <laughs> so this, I just, the teacher could get away with anything like it was fucking class I had another teacher as well we were in a class for about 15 minutes mm. she, I had what we call it um, this was she was in from about half eight in the morning this was about quarter past nine so she was about full 45 minutes and then turned around and we were in the middle of the class and she goes um, we're talking about her things and she goes would you like to meet my son and yeah, sure. That much guy was thinking, like you know, he might bring him in one day. She might bring him in one day, or whatever yeah, the story yeah. is, like that. It's like, oh, he's just in the car, and it's like, Jesus Christ, did you crack a window or something? <laughs> there for forty-five fucking minutes, like, and saying, <laughs> some night wish I, <laughs> I wish I would have caught the ISPCC there and then, like, but no, 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 no. Uh, no that was so. But like, um, we, as I was saying to you before, we had that thing in it where it was, 
in the in the journals, which was like a note of misbehavior back to your yeah, parents yeah, yeah. or a note of uh, absence. And what I would have loved to have done in the note of absence was just take two weeks off and then just put out an explanation of um, because I fucking was. <laughs> so, just hand that in and see what the reaction was. There's loads of stuff you wish you would have fucking said to teachers. Like there must, uh, you know, I, and I'm saying this to everybody and anybody throwing it out there. Get your stories in because like, all right, I, I didn't hate every teacher there, you know. And nobody did. But there must be something you wish you would have said to some teacher. Like, Had you ever got on the bad side of a teacher and had your parents called in? Yeah. Not, call, not, exactly, not exactly called in to like make a massive deal of it or anything. But um, I did have like letters home and stuff like that. It was mainly for fucking not doing homework and stuff like that. I don't like. I don't think from the offset. I seem like a kind of person. I hope like maybe Mikey could back me up here. But I, I, I actually, I, I don't seem like a fucking wrongen. Like as in, I hope I don't come Neither across do like I. a fucking mug. But like genuinely, I've had my parents called into school. I'd say four times, which is a fair amount to be fair. Mm. When I'm, I'm, I, I try not to be a cunt, but I probably How came did you across a cunt. Come in four times. One time, um, fucking, there's this Irish teacher that just fucking detested me. She was my maths teacher. Oh, I wish I knew what that was hated like. Hated me. <laughs> Absolutely fucking hated me. I was in top set maths as well. And she always used to fucking say that I wasn't listening, um, which was probably right because everyone in the class was predicted an A star and I got a B, so that was probably still <laughs> fucking right. Um, so that, my parents got called and I had to have a sit down meeting with her. Then um, my parents got called in for a meeting with my geography teacher who ended up not even meeting my actual geography teacher ended up meeting the vice not the vice like the the deputy head of the school who also taught geography and happened to know about all my problems although I've never mm. had one single fucking lesson with him although the only reason why I knew him and the reason what, where the conversation went was because he wanted me to pick up throwing like as in like a, um, a field events for athletics because the school needed athletic uh, like field throwers so mm. that was just a fucking weird time to be called in my, I, it's all maths teachers. I got another maths teacher got um, was called in um, in like my one of my very very first schools yeah. because apparently I didn't try. And where this started from was when we he took the whole. Bear in mind, I was a fat kid when he took the class running. Yeah, where we had a maths, we had a fucking maths lesson, and he was like, "Right, guys, we're going to get your brains moving. We're going for a run around the football fields." And because I started walking, he said, "I'm going to call your parents in." Ironically enough, he was Irish, and uh, he just was a cunt. So it's just this thing of Irish people hating you started from a young age then. Is that what you're telling me? I mean, probably, yeah. And it's carried on right up until today. It's probably because <laughs> I'm fucking asking for it, isn't it? My EDL tattoo on my bottom left-hand car yeah, is just Tommy enough Robertson to... Robertson is just yeah. driving your car up. When I was putting my hand up, I made sure I put like a little... I painted a little Hitler tash on one of my fingers and stuck it over my mouth. Fuck it. Michael, anything you wish you would have said to teachers? I mean, just the classic, like, get fucked... <laughs> Seriously, you, you must agree with me here. Like, like watch me call it. There's um, any time you were pissed off at a teacher or something like that. It's like, oh, I'll tell you something on the last day of school, I'm going to go in and tell her to fuck off. Yeah, or no like one did, thing. right? Nobody really did. No, they didn't. No, I think really... I pissed them off in other ways. You know, like I used to wear like stupid shirts or my hair was dumb. And was like, your hair long when you were that long young? And as well? Blue, yeah, and blue. Like, they hated the blue. Yeah, big time. Jesus. I actually had one teacher who really liked me and he was like, look, please, you have to go home. Like, get rid of the hair. And I was like, all right. And I came in the next day and he, he was like, oh, Michael, 
You know, he's just like so <laughs> that disappointed. Sounds fucking, so strange. That sounds fucking rather kinky, though. Yeah, yeah he was a bit into me. <laughs> I could get away with everything. <laughs> Michael, I'm loving the blue. What's <laughs> happening there? But um, you, no, that's not Michael's uninvited interruption either. He'll have it later on, and he probably will use it during Ma- John Magnum's interview. I would say he's you know not in the way there. He has something fucking planned. Uh, um, <laughs> he's uninterrupted. Uninvited interruptions. Get your dick out. Get your fucking dick out. Get your dick out. Get your fucking dick out. Oh, John Magnum's never going to come back if we don't. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, that's what I'm saying. Get everybody, everybody get your correspondence in about this because everybody must have had a story. If it was something you wish you would have said, it's something that you did say, whatever the story was. Mm. Get it into us and you get the big box of jelly snakes, 30 jelly snakes for a tenner. That's what will be sent out to you. And the certain the winners who had them in previous weeks and stuff like that, take a photo once you get it. Tag the podcast page on Instagram and what should we call it? Just throw it up for us. That's all we ask. Right, ladies and gentlemen. Drum roll, please, Michael. Yeah, I'll put it in after. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Can you not? Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> in the beginning... Oh no, can I go toilet before we start this? Yeah, go on, cut it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know how much I'm dying right now? And yeah. I was like, I'm going to piss myself. We'll edit this bit out. That's no, no, fine. No, we go keep on. this bit in. No, no. I really go toilet. I'm oh, so right. sorry. <laughs> I'm dying. I'll put some like hold music. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Right. This is the moment you have all been, well, kind of waiting for. (laughs) This is the moment you've been waiting for, ladies and gentlemen. He's in the building. There's a trench on the floor after being dug, so I presume that he's after dragging his way up. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, John Magnum is here. Hello, how are you? I'm Jack. Yeah, just take the headphones on the side there, mate. Yeah, perfect. How are you doing? Nice to, nice to finally meet you. We've, um, Darren told me a lot about you. Obviously, Darren was the one that was in touch with you. Oh, John, I'm your biggest fan. I swear to God, you, you nice are. You. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's a bit weird finally meeting someone that does your stuff in person. I don't really, I don't really know how to introduce it. A lot of people do find it quite intimidating, I must say. Yes, yes. Yeah, so it's um yeah it's it's nice um listen I I will kind of just crack on yeah do you um, want to ask the first question so yeah I just down there ask point. away I yeah I guess yeah we'll just crack on um again thank you so um all right so obviously you've introduced yourself as John Magnum um, John Magnum yes is is that your real name no it wouldn't have been the name that I was christened now I mean um obviously you're given all kinds of porn names when you. When you enter the industry, you, you change your name and you have a stage name. So John Magnum is the name that I took. Did you pick it? Is that yours? I picked it, yes, but it's not my real name. I know, but Magnum's pretty cool. It is. It's pretty... like the gun, yes, yes. Uh, no, no, but it's not my real name. My, you can call me by John Magnum or you can call me by my real name. Um, what is your real name? Uh, Bunty Heffernan. I will stick with John Magnum. I not. I think if if you don't know the podcast, I I basically pick up all, all the English things, and Darren picks up on all the Irish. Bunty Heffernan's a good name. It's a strange it name. It was the one I was born with. It just it wouldn't translate to the American markets. That's all. And then I understand. I'll stick with 
John Magnum, Mr. Magnum. <laughs> Mr. Magnum. I, I think you're very, very nervous. I can see it. No, no. <laughs> Just, yeah. My eyes are up here as well, I, I must say. I, like, I, you know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, um, I'll just crack, crack on the rest of my questions. Go on, Jack. Go um, on. We I have to keep this somewhere. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so um, porn stars, if you don't mind me calling porn stars, um, are, are known to be well in doubt. Yes, indeed they are. But... So when did you realize you first had, you know, a big dick? Well, I, I must say, with probably there's photos of my first Christmas, uh, me receiving a pair of size 12 boots. Um, so I imagine that that was probably something to do. I also remember in the, uh, in the uh, PE in, in school and stuff, uh, giving a nun a fright, um, what we call it, when she walked into the changing room after PE. Uh, but I just thought she was agoraphobic. I thought she was just afraid of crowds or something, to be honest with you. I didn't realize. Should the poor woman drop down of a heart attack? Like, you know. Is, that what's, is she all right? No, she was dead from the fright. That was all. I had that effect. <laughs> sorry, sorry, John. John, tell, <laughs> go on, John. Keep us, tell us now, seriously. But like, right. Tell us, how did you actually realize, though? You realized, right, you had the big dick. But how did you realize that you were actually caught out for porn? Tell us. Well, I would say that the moment I realised I was uh, cut out for porn had to be, I scored the winning goal in the Junior B County Hurling Final. Wait, wait, hang on. How, how does scoring a goal in a Junior B Hurling Final uh, make you realise you're ready for porn? <laughs> how does that happen? Like? Because my hurling was at the other end of the field. <laughs> Oh, you wouldn't sorry. believe the objections at the county board meeting the following week. Oh, they're still objecting to it. To this day, they're still objecting to it. Oh, John, I'm so sorry. <laughs> just, uh, We're sorry, John. It's no, just... no, I appreciate that there is a bit of humour in the We've chest. spoken about having a porn star on for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think we'd get someone with such... <laughs> such a raw sexual magnetism there, I... Mike. <laughs> Fucking chill out, Darren. You might come on to him. I know, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, just calm down there now, Mr. Jenkins. Calm down. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Uh, Mr. Magnum, I think we have to draw it back and be a bit Yeah, we will. We'll have to draw it back. Serious. Can oh, I just say one thing as well? Michael <laughs> promised. Did you have the conversation about the fact that you would like have, be interviewing a porn star with your girlfriend because you promised that you would? Yeah, but I was sure to make sure it was a male porn star. It's, but, I mean, it's still intimidating, but... I think she would be more bothered if it was a female. No offence, Mr. Magnus. No, none taken as well. I can teach you a few things as well if you want to take it back to her. Well, are you at, this is my interruption. I'm Why? curious. Have you, have you ever had an actual relationship? I have, but you see, what happens is um, they tend not to be able to take it. The, the fact that I'm a part of Sarah, uh, that you know, not what you thought there now. Self. You know, I have had relationships, but uh, it's very difficult to be an adult entertainer and uh, a, a, a selfless lover as well, you know. <laughs> I, I, can, I can feel your plight there, John. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry. But, um, okay, I, I'm going to ask you one more question, John, so I don't want to waste your time. Um, but why do you think so many... The other question, that's your last question. Yeah, I want to ask him that. No, no, we're supposed to ask him about how he got his pick. This is very unprofessional. Here. Sorry, sorry, John. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Okay, John. So I'm. Um, you, you scored the goal in the final, right? And you realised you were cut off for porn. Go on. Then 
All right, John, tell me about when you first got your big break in the industry. Well, I realised after that that I was cut out for it, so I went on and I got my um, my first break in the industry was in a, a film that I did called uh, Someone's in the Bushes. Um, that was the first uh, adult film I ever took part in. Um, since then, it kind of skyrocketed. I, uh, I starred in over 400 films since then. Uh, they've all sold very, very well. Uh, they were causing a bit of a fan frenzy, I would say, um, at every car boot sale in the country. And um, it was a bit like Beatlemania there, which is a load of middle-aged farmers kind of buying them, to be honest. But uh, no, it was grand. You know, I, I, I had it. and it was, uh, it, was, it was a very, we'd say, a very, very positive, rewarding time for me. Yes, I would right, imagine yeah. so. So we have to say it right, on a serious note, right? The, in 2006, the industry did change because obviously internet porn became free. Yes, yes. So U-Porn basically came along a year after YouTube. And what happened was it was only meant to be a, a video sharing website for people who wanted to upload home videos of porn. But people took clips from porn websites, we'll say that they had paid for, and then took those clips and started sharing them on U-Porn. But, and they tried to, we'll say... Yeah, they couldn't police it. They couldn't police it. No, yeah, exactly. They sent cease and desist letters, but of course it, it, it didn't do anything. Like because as soon as it came down, it went straight back up, and um, that that was no pun intended there. But um, no, but the videos did. That's what happened with them. They, they, as soon as you put one up, and um, it got taken down, somebody else just put it straight back up. That was all. So it was impossible to police it. So free porn became the way to do it, and that's. Um, that's the way, basically, that it was. And that's obviously why we see so many internet things nowadays. We'll say, like, that it's all free and everything. Yes, exactly, yes. So that, that, that changed your perspective on the industry. That, was that when you stopped working? That's realistically, that's when I stopped and decided to, to retire because I said to myself, uh, well, if I, you know, there's always a good quote. As Oscar Wilde says, uh, if you're good at something, you never do it for free. And fuck it, I'm good at porn. I'm not sure if Oscar Wilde did say that, but it sounded good, so we'll say that he did. Yeah, <laughs> that's, fine. that's fine by us. That's fine. Um, but you retired then, so what happened? I got into investigative journalism. I became an investigative journalist. Really? Yes, 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 I did, yes. Uh, it became, uh, I wrote my first book on um, an investigation into a big expose onto people with homophobia, a fear of, of gay people. And uh, the the book was called "Not in My Backyard." <laughs> How did that sound? Sold very well. It sold very well. <laughs> That's fantastic, um, Jack. Do you you you, you take the next I'll, question, please? I'll ask my final my final question, John. As I said, so it's more about women in the industry um, and why you why you think women do this more than men do? Why is it for women such a viable option? In a word, I would say it's empowerment. I would say that it is empowerment, even on a serious note, like, you know, but when you imagine, like, it's an industry where in the, in the sex side of things, they have complete control. They don't have to do anything they don't want to do. The men treat them like absolute princesses, um, you know, and it, this is the thing, I mean, it also makes it financially viable 
Like you can go in now and you can get, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 pounds for less than three hours work. And um, it is a viable career option for a lot of young people. I mean, don't get me wrong. If uh, if anybody in my family turned around and said they wanted to get into it nowadays, I'd, I'd be the same as that nun. I'd drop down dead, you know. And uh, obviously not for the same reasons. But, uh, you know, I would. But that was, that's the thing. It is a viable career option because it is uh, it's financially viable for them, I would say. It is, it is empowering, you know. And... Um, they have complete control over it. I know there's, there's bad sides to it as well, but that's probably why I imagine so many people get involved. Yeah, and but do you ever kind of, we'll say, feel any way guilty or any way kind of responsible for what, um, the fact that there's so much free porn out there? Well, no. Is that just because you retired before? No, 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 not even that. It is, um, sex is everywhere now. You know, sex is everywhere. If you turn on the television, they're using sex to sell, you know, fucking paint for your walls and stuff like that. Like, you know, they put some good looking woman in painting and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's used for everything nowadays. And I think the porn industry has revolutionized that. It's in films as well and everything. That's why you put good looking people in there and not, um, are not always talented actors. And John By, that's exactly what I say all the time. You're dead right, you're dead right. <coughs> <laughs> I apologise, John. Oh, you're okay. I was just letting you cough. So, no, it is. It's everywhere. It is. It, it's sex, sex sells, as the old saying goes. And um, it is everywhere in our society. And you can read about it in my new book called Everyone's Horned Off Their Bollocks. It's available at all good car boat sales. I'll be down there and I'll be selling it. And uh, it's available at 19.99 plus VAT. That's fantastic. John, we have to say a massive, massive thank you. Massive thank you, John. Massive thank you for coming <clears throat> in today. Um, from myself, Jack, and, my, and, and Michael, we are absolutely delighted that you managed to come in today. Oh, no problem at all. No problem, no problem. So, John, we're going to leave you off there now and uh, watch record it. We just want to give a massive, massive round of applause to ev from everybody for John Magnum, ladies and gentlemen. Right, God, we needed to cool down after that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I mean, and that is that is like me meeting a a big big hero of ours and uh, what you call it of uh, ours of ours. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's, a, he's going to be a friend of the podcast now, John Magnum. Like so, <laughs> like I I hope we do get manage to get him back in again at some stage as well. But like you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. But uh, hopefully, we might be able to get a counterpart. Yeah, on. we we do hope to get a female porn star in some stage. Not that we're trying to be booking agents or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> Our new venture, Darren and Jack take on the escort industry. <laughs> if I, He might come back and beat me up because we probably can't really call them escorts, can we? Um, I don't know. I really hope he just listens to his part of the podcast and not the rest of it now. <laughs> just to, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get beaten up. Probably <laughs> fucked. He won't even need to use his hands in fairness. <laughs> it's, it's, it's impre it was impressive. I know that's the, the question on everybody's mind. How big was it? It was impressive. I just, I'm upset I that he asked to, me I, I'm surprised he got through airport security to be quite honest with you. I, I thought, you know, you'd be thinking... A weapon of mass yeah, destruction. Jesus Christ, I might he looked like he was concealing a double-barreled shotgun in his pants. It would have helped but, if he didn't wear grey sweats because grey sweats really kind of scare me. Yeah, they were, they were kind of a little bit skin tight as well. So, 
Anyway, I hope my girlfriend doesn't listen to this part of the podcast as well. Yeah. She might think I'm fucking bending S- sideways. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't say that. Just still can't say no, that. No, anyway, can't. Yeah. We have to edit that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to leave it there because I don't know what the fuck to say to try and top that interview. I really don't. Ladies and gentlemen, until episode 16, my name has been Darren Jenkins. And my name's Jack Johal. I have been Darren Jenkins and in many ways... I still am. Next week. (laughs) Right. Good night. Good luck. Mind yourselves. Goodbye.